So welcome to the Global Discussion, discussions with creatives, leaders and thinkers. I'm Simon Hodgkins and today I'm joined by Evelyn Rulin. Uh, Evelyn, you're very welcome to the podcast. Let's begin by asking you to maybe introduce yourself a little bit about your journey, what you do, what you focused on to our worldwide audience today. So over to you, Evelyn. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. I'm honored. Um, my, yeah, I have a lifetime of experience in business and uh, I have to go back to what I'm doing right now. I have to go back 12 years uh, that really sort of jump-started me into this uh, um, AI, fashion tech, uh, and many other uh, interests of mine. But it goes back when I was, I, I actually had the first e-commerce uh, website uh, 12 years ago in 2010. And uh, with hyperlinks, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, social media. So I was in web two and I'm now going into web three. Um, I have a a consulting firm I, I started last year, uh, First Continental Consulting. And I focus, my main focus is with uh, the genera generation C, Gen Cs, and uh, the future of, uh, of business and uh, yeah, the future in general. Uh, I, so going back again, I, I learned so much. I was so fascinated and I was taking uh, marketing classes at Georgetown University. I told myself, I'm a, a digital immigrant. I got to learn something. I got to know what's going on with social media, with e-commerce and so forth. And I took this class and because of that class, I was involved with a woman from a Project Runway. And uh, we started this website and um, it, it just, I didn't have, uh, I wasn't, no supply chain in place. That, of course, I didn't know it was going to take off. So anyhow, um, the production wasn't in place properly and uh, we couldn't produce enough at the time. And it was brand new. People didn't know what this was. And uh, I did it with PayPal. You could pay online. Uh, it, it was great. It was a fascinating experience. And uh, fast forward, uh, uh, I, um, the pandemic hit. And uh, I abandoned that project because of some sad situation that occurred with my partner in the firm. Uh, in this web website endeavor in fashion. And uh, so when the pandemic hit, I decided, oh, I got to start uh, learning about AI. And I took some uh, data science classes and uh, I started influencing online. And here I am, <laughs> I am influencing in fashion tech and AI and uh, web3 and the metaverse and um, yes that's basically my story i have a lifetime of experience uh in business in general i've worked uh for the u.s government i worked at international organizations at the united nations in new york 
And uh, in, at the IMF, so I have a little banking experience there too. I have an economics background. I grew up in Switzerland. And I also, I was a nose for La Maison Firmanich in Geneva. While I was going to school as a student, I, I learned um, how to be a nose. Uh, it was, and I can only uh, praise Firmanich uh, for uh, learning about a, a company culture that is very successful in today's world as well. They're one big team and everybody, it's, it's a dynamic uh, situation and people are, uh, also the ex employee experience is fantastic there. So anyhow, I'm, I just had to veer off into my background a little bit. And uh, I thought that was interesting to mention about the nose thing. And I, on, I didn't stay there very long because I got an offer to work at the, uh, in, at the United Nations in New York because I have a linguistic background as well. And, and that's where I am now and still in the US. I had a fabulous uh, life of uh, most interesting jobs. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> Evelyn, I, I love that. That's, that's a wonderful, um, wonderful journey. So thank you so much for sharing that with, with me and with our audience. That's, that's wonderful. Uh, My from, from the nose to Washington, to, um, <laughs> to United Nations, fashion tech, everything in between. Oh, and by the way, I was doing e-commerce before most people knew what they, what it was. And uh, and now, of course, you're, you're advising people and you're speaking out about this new sort of phase of technology, this Web3 as it's been coined or termed, and uh, all the wonderful and sometimes a little bit scary AI technology developments that are with us yes. today and developing at a rapid pace. So uh, I want to ask you a couple of questions, if I can, just about what we've touched on there. When you, because yes. obviously you're coming from a really solid Web2 place, you had a, a business, yes. it was overly successful, really, in lots of ways. And you were talking about supply chain there and all the, the challenges of growing a, a business when it, it sort of goes very quickly and you know maybe people weren't expecting it but we also yes. saw web crashes we saw technology crashes we've seen booms and busts uh, we're in a very uh, a very um, new situation now of course because now we have AI you mentioned metaverse and you mentioned sort of this new web 3 so what do you think is fundamentally different now Evelyn, compared to then, you know, Web 2, what what do you see as the main benefits that businesses have now with this new world? Well, I, I see AI uh, as augmenting people's work, augmenting, uh, doing tedious uh, work that can, everything can be sped up now. And you can do a lot by yourself and you have AI doing all kinds of automation. Uh, the digital transformation is really happening and uh, there are fabulous tools out there to help you as a small business, like with no code, if you're like a digital immigrant like I am, <laughs> or, or just uh, very low code, uh, definitely advise people to get in, get 
their knowledge on AI now in business. Get in the game now and uh, you will definitely succeed. Uh, it'll help you. Uh, it alleviates a lot of tedious uh, work. And I only see an upside getting in the game now. Now is the time. <laughs> Yeah, and we've we've seen, haven't we, some very large organisations investing heavily in AI technology, uh, and really trying to bolt it on or integrate it with what they have already. Uh, ones that spring to mind recently at the time of recording is, is Microsoft's uh, proposed investment um, in AI and how that will fundamentally impact things and trying to be a little bit ahead of the curve. And it, it's exactly what you're saying, isn't it? Get involved now. Don't wait for this to pass you by because it feels like a step change, almost like a revolution, almost like a an industrial revolution, I should say, is sort of happening right now. It feels like that to me anyway. What What's your take on the current scenario? Absolutely. We are in the fourth industrial revolution. It's absolutely fantastic what's happening a very exciting time. I see it that way. I have a very positive outlook. I just wish that the uh, legislation was not lagging so far behind. Uh, technology is outpacing legislation made in major ways, and we need to really do something about AI ethics. There are law firms that are getting heavily involved. I just, uh, I, I, I saw something about Aaron Fox. They're in, in, I think a lot of law firms are getting involved with the metaverse now as well and are getting more digitally savvy. But legislation, the GP, uh, we have, uh, Europeans have a, a lot of AI uh you know privacy and security legislation and we adopted sort of the california um uh, cyber security uh, laws as well and uh u.s congress has is working on ai uh finalizing on some more ai le legislation but it's way behind from my standpoint, uh, and most of the industry leaders uh, are looking to the EU and the US uh, to 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 uh, get proper legislation uh, for governance for business governance put in place. It's really urgent. Yeah, I, uh, I agree completely because um, you mentioned California, for example, as uh, you know. Early, earlier adopters, I suppose, than maybe other states. And um, the EU, of course, with GDPR regulations. And, and then, you know, you, you roll into that, the, the AI ethics uh, regulations and compliance. And then you've kind of got the UK since Brexit. I don't like to use that term too often, but since Brexit, they're, yeah. they're now proposing their own, you know, like a new set of UK regulations as well. Uh, and I know in the US, each, you know, there are a number of states now, I think it's eight or nine states, or maybe it's 12, I'm not sure on the exact number, but there are a number of states that are sort of implementing their own versions of regulations. But uh, there seems yes. to be a lot of work to do there. You're completely right. I think it's a great point that you raise. Um, the OECD has a great proposal out there, and they're working together with the EU. I know about that. I love what their guidelines look like at this stage in time so uh 
I'm not an expert <laughs> on it, but I just watch. I think we all need to, to look into this because AI ethics uh, is crucial, especially with chat GPT. I mean, it writes your story and everything else. But we, someone's got to look at the ethics and it has to be embedded in the software. I don't know where Google and OpenAI and Microsoft, what, what exactly they're doing as far as AI ethics, but uh, it, it, this needs to just be urgently addressed. It's, uh, technology is truly outpacing everything. <laughs> But I think to some degree, technology has always outpaced regulations and then regulations and governments catch up. But I think the step change, the seed change, that industrial revolution, you know, 4.0, whatever you want to call it, it's really pushing it out a long way. And there's an awful gap when, when it comes to AI ethics, AI regulations. Um, and we're still we're still talking about Web 2.0 uh, privacy <laughs> regulations at the moment you know and it, the world is moving on rapidly so I, I think that's a great point that you raise the question I wanted to come back to though the, you know it's kind of died down a little bit now but there was a lot of discussions between is it going to be a VR world an AR world and you talked a little bit about AI augmenting the work that we do and doing a lot of the heavy lifting um when you think about the metaverse, you know, at the time of recording, Davos has just happened. There were some metaverse discussions yeah. taking place with people virtually uh, experiencing conversations, uh, whether you like Davos or not. Uh, I'm just making the point that that sort of metaverse <laughs> I, yeah, environment, yeah. like what, what are your views on this, Evelyn? <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'm sorry for interjecting. I got a little excited there. I love to ski. I actually was a ski racer as a kid. So uh, growing up in Switzerland. Um, so yeah, Davos has one of the longest slopes. I just didn't needed to interject that. There is one run that's about three hours long. It's fabulous. <laughs> so anyhow, going back to Davos, yes, I, I love what they're doing. Uh, I, I don't, I like to call it more web three. There was a huge, it's a huge focus always calling it metaverse. Uh, yes, we're getting there. If it's going to be called metaverse or whatever it's going to be called. But uh, uh, I love what uh, Dr. Martha Buckenfield was doing uh, with uh, through spatial. You could actually listen in. I, I listened. I, I didn't have much time yesterday, but I did listen in a little bit. I, I think it's fascinating. It's a wonderful edu educational journey. It's experiential. I, I truly love it. Uh, yes, we need to address all these issues. We also need to address uh, uh, the underprivileged world and uh, where, how the metaverse fits in to a more decentralized opportunity for all. And uh, I think I, I haven't listened to all of the sessions up at, uh, at the WEF, uh, but um, uh, I think they're addressing it by climate, via, via climate change, uh, SDGs and uh, yeah to help the underprivileged and the underserved. Uh, so I think uh, they're doing a great job in many respects. 
uh, yeah, I can only say good things about it, what I've seen so far. Okay, thank you, Evelyn. And um, I suppose the other thing I, I was going to ask you, because we can't really have a Web3 conversation until we bring up the term blockchain, crypto, micropayments, the future of, mm -hmm. you know, the future of transactions. Um, how do you think that's going to impact businesses? Because the, the crypto markets, they've been on a roller coaster, right? They, they, they grew, they they dropped a little bit, they they massively exploded, and now they've dropped significantly again. And yet there's some underlying fundamental technology that's playing part in that Web 3.0 world that you're referring to. How does that impact the kind of conversations you're having around um, tech? I think, uh, yeah, for businesses, the blockchain offers so many fabulous opportunities. Uh, I, I think from a supply chain point of view, definitely fabulous opportunities. And it keeps it, uh, yeah, how you can actually follow the source of a product all the way, whether you tag an NFT on it or not. But I think it's great to have that tag to know where, where things are sourced. and. Uh, I, I hear from the manuf in manufacturing and in the supply chain, uh, it's definitely fabulous for, for those two industries. Well, that's, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And um, I know that skiing is a, a passion um, and uh, that the ski slope that you've there, Davos, I know there was a lot of complaints that they moved the date of Davos and people were complaining it was too cold. Um, but uh, yeah, there's some fabulous skiing for sure. But uh, let, let me let me move it on a little bit, uh, Evelyn, if I can, um, because I, I also want to talk a little bit about your own uh, reading. You mentioned a lot of uh, government uh, bodies, maybe that you've worked for, uh, a lot of associations and, and um, global uh, networks that you're part of. Yeah. And obviously, you have to read a lot. You're constantly studying. You're understanding things. You know, if you're speaking as an influencer in this area and you're advising individuals and companies on this, you have to take on board a lot of information. So what kind of things do you like to read? Do you read purely for business? Is it, you know, is this area what you're constantly consuming? Are you an audio book person, a written book person? Uh, do you read for pleasure? How does that learning style work for you and that reading? Uh, I am actually very old fashioned. I love books. I love books. Well, actually, I have several books I can suggest to. Uh, I love to read. I love to read. And I, my, one of my, I also love to do research. And I go to the Library of Congress. I live up on the hill. And I truly love to be ensconced into like this world of books and uh, words. I just, uh, I've done some interesting research and I was involved with a book uh, on uh, saboteurs uh, way back uh, on German saboteurs. Uh, it was in the early 2000s. I helped write a book uh, uh, on, uh, it was illegal. It was used for legal purposes afterwards uh, and tech, a, a textbook as well. But I found the best documents at the Library of Congress. Nobody ever found. It was uh, just fascinating uh, what happened during World War II. And uh, yeah, there is now 
a podcast, I believe, out uh, with MSNBC. Rachel Maddox is doing something along those lines. Uh, I'm not sure whether she, she is actually talking about those saboteurs, the German saboteurs that came over. But anyhow, yes, that's another story. I love to go to the library and read. But I also love to just lounge on a couch and read <laughs> for myself. But currently, for business, I have uh, several books. Uh, I, I, I just, uh, I'm, I'm still reading. <laughs> but it's a Tim Hughes book. It's fabulous. I mean, it's about also networking, and he stresses um, how important it is with with social media and everything. It's still important to like we are doing through by Zoom, we are meeting. We are, it, people are driving this whole thing. This, this whole uh, metaverse is driven by people and con connections. And uh, this is a great book, but I love that. <laughs> I totally love it. It's on, actually it's more for sales and marketing, but I am in marketing. I truly love it. I think it's fantastic. Then I have one that's more, uh, this is giving all for all the women out there uh, in the world. I, I, I just read this uh, by Lucia Cantor. It's a fantastic book, uh, The Forces of Good. And it's great on everyday negotiation. Anybody should be reading this, but it's from a woman's standpoint uh, written, but it's fantastic. It's and it, and she actually draws her own pictures in here. It's uh, it's it's truly enjoyable. This is more like it's not a, a business book per se, but it's more of a self improvement. It's a great one. And then the, I the title of that one again, Evelyn. Sorry. Oh, the forces of good. The forces of God. Thank you. Okay. Instead of a Superman on on, on the cover. <laughs> then, uh, oh, I love Cashless by Richard Turin uh, about the digital assets and digital currency. Uh, that's fabulous as well. Um, I love what happened to China after the normalization, the banking normalization, America did actually. Actually, I give credit to America for starting this whole huge boom in China. And, but uh, Richard is not talking about the, he's basically talking about the digital Juan and uh, he, he is doing a fantastic job. Um, as far as uh, technical, um, how technology is leading a purpose-driven business. This came out two years ago by Theo Lau. She's a friend of mine from, uh, uh, I know her uh, through Twitter and LinkedIn. And uh, Bradley Limer wrote this together. They're both in finance and it's an excellent book called Beyond Good. And it's, uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Then I have one more and I will be quiet. <laughs> this I love this. This brings us into uh, through web through Web three metaverse. This is the extended um, uh, reality in practice, and this excellent. I know I'm doing this. Out. They're not paying me, but I love these books. I'm passionate about learning, and uh, 
There's one more I love about Ray Wong. I said last, the last one, but this is absolutely last one. Uh, everybody wants to rule the world. It's about um, big tech. Uh, it's an excellent book and it brings you into today's world as well. But he wrote this, I think, two years ago as well. So there we go. That, Evelyn, <laughs> I, that, that's wonderful. I love though. I actually know a couple of those authors myself and the, 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 the knowledge and the insights and the research that they've put into some of those publications, it, it definitely needs the time to go in and understand the messages that are coming out. Uh, so thank you. And I agree, Timothy, Tim Hughes will love your advert. So I agree. Um, that's nice. And also nice to hear about a library. You know, I like to go to the library, you know. Uh, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. I, uh, I personally just, uh, I, 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 there's nothing more I love to do. I, seriously, I shouldn't even say that. I'm such a nerd, but I, I am so happy when I'm in a library and especially the Library of Congress. It's gorgeous. It's one of the most beautiful buildings in Washington, D.C. Sure I mean, it's fabulous. Yeah, Tim Hughes, I have to give him credit. And maybe you were going to ask that. I have to give him credit early on when I start in, started influencing. I told myself I knew nothing. And I, but I did tell him about uh, uh, my e-commerce experience and while I was at Georgetown University. And uh, he thought that was unique. And he said, just do what you feel uh, you want to do uh, like go with your intuition he he gave me he reinforced that in me i have to say i give him a lot of credit what has happened in the last two years <laughs> yeah he, he's doing a lot of good research and he's putting out a lot of good information about that the changes and the way that behavior uh, particularly buying behavior in his in his latest book and you know social selling obviously being the title but the inf you know how buyers and I suppose what's the term he uses change makers and how, yes. the, you know, how you influence that. And I, you know, if you look into the work that he's doing, he's got a lot of, a lot of thought process has gone into that. So, yeah. It's, uh, it's a great, actually a textbook. Yeah. I, yeah. It, it, definitely for university uh, uh, studies. I highly recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you brought me right back to when I was in a college university and, going to the library to do the research because the, there was no iPhone. Uh, I don't I don't talk about that very often, but I I, I kind of love that too. I, I miss that a little bit. So maybe I need to go and visit a few libraries again a little bit more. Um, I mean, I hope you can encourage young people to do it too. I mean, Chinese, they're, they're our future and uh, they, they, they love to do things in group and they're all about self-identity in, in, in digital spaces, digital and physical, and that's all real to them. But I think they would love the library as well. I really, I think that we, we, we hit on something here. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's lovely. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, it's a great, a great answer. Um, mm -hmm. And um, the other thing I want to ask you as well, just moving away from uh, books, maybe, but onto people that you admire. So when you look back over your career, everything that you've been involved in, people that you've met, who, would, who do you admire? Who's inspired you along the way? Um, 
Evelyn? Well, I'm lucky. I grew up in Switzerland and uh, I love math. I've always loved math and uh, physics, especially physics. Chemistry a little bit less, but I loved uh, physics and, and math and uh, languages, of course. But it comes, it's bizarre. Uh, languages, a lot of people who love math love languages as well. Uh, so I'm going back to where I went to school in Aro. Uh, that's where um, Einstein uh, went to school uh, for a while there as well. And, and he is definitely, I admire him big time. I'm, I'm using people from the past right now. Mary Curie, she won two uh, Nobel uh, Nobel Peace Prize. She, she is the first one to win two. And it was a woman. And we need to stress that, you know. <laughs> it's fantastic. And uh, she has a beautiful saying. Uh, she says, um, nothing is in life is to be feared. Uh, it's only to be understood. And I, I really can and and let's understand more, you know. And it's 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 really a she she represents. Uh, she was herself. She was a strong force uh, to be reckoned with. And uh, anyhow, all admiration. Then Coco Chanel, uh, she said, I, I don't make uh, fashion, I am fashion. And <laughs> she was definitely a big leader as well. So I have a male leader. I love uh, Aristotle's uh, philosophy. Uh, Immanuel Kant, uh, growing up reading uh, that philosophy of um, Immanuel Kant, love him too. I love, I, I could go on and on. It's a lot in the past. I don't really, uh, yeah, I look up to definitely like what Stephen Jobs did and how he, he went through failures because he was arrogant and he admitted that later. And, it was interesting and he admitted his faults, uh, but nobody, that speech at Stanford he gave to the graduates, uh, I will never forget that. So I, yeah, he is definitely, Bill Gates, what he does uh, with, uh, uh, in, in Africa, he's doing, he, with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. There's a lot he does in energy as well. Uh, Anyhow, yeah, I look up to a lot of people. <laughs> well, that, no, thank you. That 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 was a very um, a very <laughs> eclectic mix and some great names there. And you know, so it's great um, to mention that. You know, so thank you. Um, My pleasure. What, the, 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 just building on that again, when you think about advice that you've received along the way, Evelyn, maybe it was something that somebody said to you that stayed with you that you still find yourself using today? Maybe it was that little bit of advice that you said, I wish I'd have learned that earlier. Or is there some advice that you find yourself passing on to others on a regular basis that you think is important mm. for our audience to know? So when I ask you that question about the best advice, what springs to mind for you? Um, the best advice uh, from my coaches way back, stay true to yourself, listen to your inner self, uh, and one thing I would like to give on to generation Gen Z and all the other generations following 
also maybe millennials. Uh, I would like to say you only need one job. When people say you will never get a job, don't ever listen to people telling you you will never get a job. You just say, I only need one. Well, that's great. That's a lot. I got a lot of jobs that way. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's great advice. You only need one. Uh, yeah, that's good. And um, I, just squeeze one more quick question in as well, because you've mentioned languages a number of times and obviously being multilingual. Uh, and you, I suppose you really love of maths. You also talked about the correlation between people who love maths and people who love languages. What impact yes. do you think that had on your life? Um, success in business and sports. I think sports really having as I was always passionate about uh, the sports I did growing up in Switzerland. There are so many sports kids are doing and getting involved in and the skiing camps and everything. I mean, it was driven and, and, and the athletic camps I was in, I truly enjoyed all that. And that gave me a lot together with it. I think my math focus and it just opened up my world better. I got into economics. I think it's important to learn, uh, uh, take economics in school. I think we all need to know our finances, need to be able to uh, plan ahead, have a strategy. A strategy. It helped me strategize. Uh, math really did that to me, for me. So I would highly recommend people take uh, uh, economics in school, take math, study AI, become a data scientist. You don't have to be a full-fledged data scientist, just get a basic knowledge of it. So you can talk to the experts, you know, and understand the basics of it. So that's- I think that's, that's so important, Evelyn, because I often speak to people who say, uh, not that I'm knocking the education systems and they're different all over the world, they're different in different geographies and regions and cultures, but. <laughs> So often people say to me, I learned none of this in school. I wish I'd have learned this earlier. And uh, I think what you're talking about is the importance of learning it, particularly now, but that lifelong learning, you know, that love of learning. Um, well, I think that's wonderful. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> well, look, that, that brings us nicely to the end of uh, the interview. But before we go, I want to ask you, is there anything else you'd like to share with our international audience and also, if people want to reach out and get in touch with you, where are you sending people to? Website, LinkedIn, Twitter? Where, where would you like people to connect with you? Um, I, I love them to connect with me on LinkedIn. They can also connect with me. Uh, yeah, LinkedIn is excellent. And I have, a connect, a, a, I have a website as well. I'm trying to really design it nicely. I, I stopped designing last year. I had long COVID. I couldn't even walk for five months. Excuse me for saying that. But anyhow, yes, people can connect with me on LinkedIn and everything should be there. Uh, they can do it on Twitter as well. I'm at, at, at any left. <laughs> I'm there as well. Um, but uh, yeah, um, what the international global community I'd like to give is... Uh, 
more cooperation on uh, climate change. Climate change is big. I mean, we can have all these fabulous uh, inventions if we don't get our energy problems in 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 our docks lined up on that uh, and uh, our. Um, get the carbon footprint uh, reduced. We need carbon offsetting uh, tools, which are available and, and, and all the fabulous inventions that are happening with fusion uh, energy, the, the, the fusion uh, success that was just recently uh, happening at Livermore National Lab here in the US is phenomenal. Uh, but we won't have a commercialized, that's limitless, limitless energy, clean energy, no carbon footprint. And uh, we won't have it commercialized until maybe 15 years from now. Ex but, but everything has been happening so much faster. So, uh, you know, the naysayers said it'll never happen. We can't prove this fusion uh, uh, the energy of a sun, you know, and it happened. It was just fantastic. Uh, but uh, also with the metaverse, nobody ever thought it would happen that quickly. And uh, the digital transformation is just happening very fast. So I would say, take care of our globe. <laughs> uh, come together more politically and economically. And uh, yeah, just try to get along with each other. On a business level, on an, uh, a personal level, uh, we all need to just try to get along with each other and work uh, towards uh, positive goals. And uh, yeah, otherwise we won't be able to survive on this planet. And uh, yeah, global warming is for real. <laughs> Well, look, that's a that's a really important note to end on. So, uh, thank you for raising those those points. Um, yes, the Web 3.0 uh, stroke metaverse stroke whatever we want to call it in the future is happening very quickly. Looking after the planet and the globe, as you say, is important to us here on the global discussion <laughs> because we we like talking about global topics. But I do want to thank you, Evelyn. For joining me today it's been a great pleasure to have you on here sharing some of your thoughts and uh, journey with us thank um, you an absolute uh, pleasure uh, for me as well thank I, you i appreciate <laughs> that thank you evelyn and i also want to thank people for watching and listening to us today and to ask them to like follow subscribe do all the normal things you do with a podcast we sure would appreciate it and i do hope that you'll join us back here for some more discussions with creatives, leaders, and thinkers from around the world. So thank you very much indeed, Evelyn. It's been a pleasure catching up with you. My pleasure. Thank you, Simon.